I'm your host, Fan, and this is Best Week Ever. Hey guys, how we doing? I want to start off this episode by saying there is no hate in this podcast. I know this is pretty much of a gossip podcast of like, you know, what's going on in this week's pop culture, but I do want to point out that you will not be hearing hate from me. (laughs) Um, I'm not here to judge and criticize like I said, and I'm just here to tell you my takes on what's going on in the world. And when I say the world, I mean the celebrity world. (laughs) Because there is so much going on in this world that literally I really can't keep up. And this podcast is literally meant for me. (laughs) Um, It's meant for me to distract me from what's really going on in the world. And I do find myself doom scrolling a lot. Um, (laughs) But yes, you will not be hearing negative comments from me. Like, when I say negative comments, like, I'll I'll call you out. If you're racist, I'm going to say you're racist. If you're a mean person or a bad person, I will call you out and call you a mean person or a bad person. But if you are coming on this episode or podcast thinking that I'm here to make fun of people and like, no, that's, that's not what it is. What I'm doing is basically just talking. (laughs) I am that friend that knows too much and maybe talks a little bit too much too. So with that being said, let's continue on with this episode. I want to start off this episode by paying tribute to some true legends that passed away these past week, this past week and a half week. Um, first, Mary Wilson from the Supremes. Waking up to this news was kind of eerie just because um, I listened to the Supremes all the time. More so now than ever, just because I'm a brand new mom and literally every morning (laughs) um, I put on music and I'm trying to put on good music for my daughter. And it's music that my mom used to play when I was a kid. And the Supremes are my childhood, not only for me, but like for my mom too, she kind of grew up with the Supremes as well. And she would dedicate, um, so many songs (laughs) of the Supremes to me, especially Don't Hurry Love. Cause you know, I was just such a sap, like this emo little sappy kid (laughs) from New Jersey who just was such a I was such a romanticizer. I guess I still kind of am sometimes, but like, ugh, I was pretty bad in high school. And my mom would always sing, "Don't hurry, love. You'll just have to wait. Love don't come easy. It's the game of give or take." And I remember singing along to the song with my mom, 
and you know, just singing along. And now that as I'm older and I'm singing this song to my daughter, um, it's, you know, gets me a little teary eyed. And, um, yeah, Diana Ross is also, I sing theme mahogany (laughs) to my daughter because that's another song my mom used to sing to me, um, when I was a kid. So it's just really sad um, that Mary Wilson did pass away. I'm glad that she lived a really long and happy life. And yeah, God bless. Chris Plummer, who was the father in Sound of Music, also passed away. He is an incredible actor. I mean, I know he has, it's, it's a pretty big role in Sound of Music, but One of the roles that he played that I loved a lot was the movie Beginners. It's about a father who comes out later in life when his wife passes away. And his son, who is played by Ewan McGregor, um, goes through this whole outlook, new perspective of, of his father who is gay and finally coming out and being truly himself. At age like 75, it's a very touching movie. I love the film very, very much. And um, Chris Plummer was so great in it. Another movie to check out is The Last Picture Show. Cloris Leachman, who passed away as well this week. Another legend. She was in Mary Tyler Moore and had her own spin-off, sh- spin-off show called Phyllis. A lot of people may know her in later in life. I know my brother would probably know her as the grandma in Beer Fest or the grandma in uh, Raising Hope. So, yeah, she was in a lot of, like, comic films, comedian films, I guess, but she also acted her ass out in the last picture show it's a great movie it's black and white and filmed by peter bondonovich which woman behind the scenes of this movie called polly polly platt and i highly recommend looking up her history in the film industry if you are a person who loves film and the behind the scenes, especially a woman like me who wanted to be a director one day. So sad. I mean, I'm 33. It can still happen, right? But it brings me back to Cloris Leachman. She's in that movie. And I highly recommend watching The Last Picture Show. A lot of teen angst and local... (laughs) feels and I like that it's in black and white too. Moving on to our last tribute is Cecily Tyson which was another legend like Mary Wilson in the black essence community. Uh, She just finished her memoir as well which is great and sad at the same time. It's very bittersweet that she passed away and yeah 
at least we'll get a memoir and we'll be able to read more about her amazing life. And it leads me to Charlie Rose. So Charlie Rose coming out of the woodworks to write an email essay tribute to Cecily Tyson. Honestly, nobody asked for this, Charlie Rose. If you don't know who Charlie Rose is, he has been hiding his face since about 2017 after being fired from CBS and PBS for multiple allegations of sexual harassment dating back to the early 90s. This man used to be such a legend and he had great interviews. I remember all the PBS interviews that he was in. Um, he hosted the show. But also, it reminds me of one of my favorite Dispatch songs, Only the Wild Ones, <laughs> um, where they have a lyric with Charlie Rose in it. I think they have to change that soon. I don't know if they did or not. But I am hoping he's not coming back. I'm hoping him writing this email was a one and done and... I'm really hoping that it's not like a taste or a hint of him trying to have a comeback. Before we jump into highlights of this week, I wanted to recommend some podcasts that I've been listening to. Under the Influence with Joe Pizzazza. She goes deep in depth on how mothers and women got here with influencers and being mommy bloggers. Jo Pazaza is an American journalist, and she is a mother herself. She found herself self doom-scrolling, just like me, on Instagram. And this podcast is really relatable, and it's not just info on, like, mommy influencers, but it's the whole spectra of Instagram and just regular influencers themselves. Um, but it does show women throughout history and, like, branding like goes all the way back to vogue in the 19th century and like good housekeeping they are carrying like mothers and women like we are advocators to selling what we like and that's what mommy bloggers and influencers do right they like sell like this baby jumper that you need to get or like this sweater that this mom just got and it's been saving her throughout pregnancy. Like you just have to grab it, right? She goes into depth of the whole motherhood on Instagram, which I have a hard time with. Um, I really don't like mommy bloggers and mommy influencers on Instagram. I used to be out of Instagram. Like I was not on Instagram for a very long time until I started my very own little business. And especially when I was pregnant, I would just find myself just scrolling, 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 looking at these beautiful mothers and how do they do it? Mind you, I was throwing up every day and I just see mothers hiking in like high altitudes and I'm just like hovering over a toilet bowl 
and looking at my phone, watching these moms living their lives so happily. And trust me, it hasn't stopped there because it still continues to this day. My daughter will be a year in a couple of days. And I don't get how some of these mommy influencers have the time to post because it's a lot of work. It's the whole point of the podcast is that these women do need to get a little bit of recognition and should get paid because it's not easy being a mommy influencer. And you do have to, as much as I don't like them, I do respect their game. So please check out Under the Influence. It's a great podcast. It's only um, setting out eight episodes once a week. It's on every Thursday under the influence. Another podcast you guys should all be listening to is My Mama Told Me with Langston Kerman. You might know him from Insecure. He was Molly's first, I guess, not love, but first guy in the second or first season, if I remember. He was really cute. She kept going back to him. He's the one who didn't go to college, so the friends were just like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's also in The Boys. He was in the second season. He played one of the superheroes, but was gone, like, in the middle of it. If you guys are seeing The Boys, you know what I'm talking about. But what's so great about this whole entire podcast is he brings friends that are comedians, not only comedians, but celebrities, And they talk about black conspiracy theories. (laughs) Um, Whether they're true or not, they go into history of it. And it's really, really funny. And yeah, you should check it out. One of my favorite things about Twitter is um, following comedians. And I've had Twitter for about 11 years now. So I love watching all my friends just becoming huge stars. And one of them is Sydney Washington. She has a new podcast called Hobby Hunter, where she interviews friends who are comedians about their hobbies. And she came out with this podcast in the middle of the pandemic because she realized, what is a hobby? Do you struggle to find a hobby? I mean, my hobby was scuba diving, but I'm not doing that right now. So what's my hobby right now? Sydney Washington is hilarious. Please follow her on Instagram on Sundays once a month now. She used to do it every Sunday, but now she's gone down to once a month because this bitch works, guys. Like, she works a lot, a lot. I've already... Heard her in five other podcasts today alone. But yeah, she cooks on Sundays and she invites her friends um, and they help her cook. Sometimes it's a hot mess. Sometimes it's actually really good. She just did a birthday. um, Sid can cook. It was her birthday and she cooked a strawberry shortcake. And let me tell you, I'm going to cook a strawberry shortcake now that she made it look fucking easy. So yeah, please go check her out, Sydney Washington on Instagram, or check out her new podcast, Hobby Hunter. She's also on a podcast with Marie Faustin, 
we call her Reezy with unofficial expert where they talk to people who are experts unofficially. Another podcast that is like an old friend of mine. Honestly, these people are like my social media friends. When I say I've had Twitter for 11 years, I got Twitter because I wanted to go to free concerts. It Twitter back then was the place to go to if you wanted to see a concert hidden and it was a secret and people only found out because they announced it on Twitter and not a lot of people had Twitter back then. Um, so one of the reasons I started Twitter was for uh, music and that's how I started following Steve Choi because I was an RX Bandits fan, still am a hard die RXB fan till the day I die, RXB. Um, anyway, he is in this new podcast called Musicians Guild and Steve Choi has toured for over 20 years. And since this whole pandemic ended, I mean, ended, guys, what am I talking about? It started. We haven't even ended. I don't even see an end in sight. But since this pandemic started and the industry that's getting hit the most right now is musicians, especially venues and people who work in those venues um roadies i'm thinking about roadies who they live their whole entire life throughout the year just touring and putting up the lights equipment they're getting hit hard like the hardest so we have steve Choi, who has all the time in the world right now to interview his awesome and amazing musician friends and they're not only friends they're I guess you can say colleagues as well because he's worked with them he's toured with them he has played music with them um but yeah so they talk about music and he dives more about their experiences the processes and perspective of humans involved in music when I tell you how great this podcast is, it like it doesn't do any justice of me explaining to you how great this podcast is. Even the episodes of him alone talking, explaining Fugazi, explaining um, just the missing of touring right now, even though he's he kind of takes for granted of hating touring back then but because of everything going on he's just like lucky that he was even able to do that and be in touch with his fans because right now a lot of bands are hitting the hardest right now not being able to talk to their fans be in reach of their fans in person although it's another light of being creative too but please check out musicians guild with steve Choi from rx bandits and more he's i think he's played for circus survive and sounds of animal fighting check this podcast out it's one of my absolute favorites i get so giddy 
when it comes um when it's a new episode on like a random day because he doesn't really do it once like he used to do it once a week he took a break you will notice when he takes a break you will notice when it doesn't come the episode on the day that's how great this show is let's talk about Shelley Duvall of it all so before I get into talking about this article and Shelley Duvall please go back and read the Hollywood Reporter with Shelley Duvall by Seth Abram Modovich. I'm trying to say his name right so you can see it. I'm going to see if I can put the link of the article up so you guys can read it. So the reason why I want to talk about Shelley Duvall is because we really need to start discussing more on actors' mental health during a shoot, during filming, behind the scenes of a set. Because after reading this article from Hollywood Reporter, all I knew about Shelley Duvall besides her acting career as Olive in Popeye and the horror movie in The Shining um, was the god-awful episode of Dr. Phil where he took advantage of her mental illness and exploited her in the most horrible way ever. And this was back in 2016, guys. I saw this interview thinking that, oh, this was 10 years ago. Because, you know, there's so many videos of Dr. Phil just being an absolute nutcase. But I feel like we should all know that Dr. Phil, by now, is by no means a professional doctor. At least when it comes to mental health. And mind you, he hasn't renewed his license to practice in psychology since 2006. I'm pretty sure a lot of things have changed and he needs to renew it in order for him to continue doing his job, right? And don't even get me started with him intervening with Britney Spears in 2008 when she had her little um, meltdown that we all now have seen. It was, it was, it made sense. And if anyone should be canceled, it should be Dr. Phil. Do you know his show is still on? Every day, guys. Brand new show. Every day. 19th season. Came out this year. What are we doing? How is he still relevant? But to go back to the Shelley Duvall, um, in the article, she speaks about her time in acting for The Shining with the director Stanley Kubrick, who sounds like a nightmare when you read what she had to go through. She had to go through 128 takes, screaming, um, swinging the axe back and forth. And when you go back to watching that movie, you see her tired, you see her scared, you see all of those feelings and you're just like, wow, she's such a great actress. She got all these feelings down to a T. And it's like, no, they really worked her to the point that in the article, Jack Nicholson even pointed out that Shelly has been having a hard time during the set of this movie. And it took 56 weeks for this movie to be filmed. So if you can only imagine that she had to take 128 takes and then to cry all day for a movie 
for a span over a month, two months, it took a toll on her mental health. And honestly, the fact that this industry for actors, they don't have help. They should have a psychologist on set. They should have a therapist on set to make sure that these actors are okay during a time of filming, especially when, especially method actors, you know, or, or trying to get into character and to just read the abuse that she was getting and for her to not realize that it was abuse, it, she thought it was just, you know, oh, I need to do better because, you know, as women, that's where we go to first when it comes to being um, criticized. We automatically think of like, oh, we need to do something about it. I need to fix it. When really it's like, no, this guy is such an asshole. He's mentally warped and he's fucking your your emotions up so please read the article it's also a good little segue to joss whedon okay joss whedon he is a director and i think the creator for buffy the vampire slayer the tv show with sarah michelle geller he is recently being slammed by actors who were abused behind the scenes and it all started with ray fisher who is in the show The Flash. He's part of the whole Justice Justice League movie. Sorry, guys. So recently, Ray Fisher um, came out with a comment. Actually, he came out with some comments about the director this past summer. He was fired from The Flash, came out with how he was treated on set. Also, there was a rumor of Joss was trying to change the complexion of this actor to a lighter skin tone. Mind you, Ray Fisher is black. So he came out with all um, these accusations towards Joss, saying that he was unprofessional and very disgusting towards actors um, on set and how he would just be passive passive aggressiveness which led to charisma carpenter coming out with a statement to back him up on instagram and what she reveals is very jarring and you might know um carpenter you might know her from angel she was you know the bad girl i loved her she plays a really great bad bitch and if you know me you know i love a bad bitch actor actress <laughs> Um, she just came out with a statement on her Instagram. She revealed some jarring, jarring things about this director. Um, and the reason why she came out, um, since Ray did come out with this whole accusation this past summer, she came out now because she's been going through therapy, guys. And she's now realizing where the trauma, the PTSD the the fear of her work is all coming from working in the past with Joss Whedon. And since she posted that post on Instagram, a lot of the Buffy actors have come out in support of her. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Eliza 
Dushka, I think her name is. I love her. She was in Bring It On. She was a bad bitch. Um, and also Michelle Thrashenberg, who played the kid's sister, just came out with comment that she wasn't allowed to be alone in a room with a director because of past behavior. Michelle was a teenager. And if she wasn't allowed to be in a room alone with a director, how... That's that's crazy. Also, another actress, Amanda Benson, came out to speak about her um, abuse from the director. And guys, we'll be keeping track of this more and more because I think a lot is going to come out. And the reason why um, I want to speak about this is because nobody talks about how abusive directors can be towards actors and actresses and I'm not just saying physically abusive I'm saying mentally abusive um I'm saying emotionally abusive passive aggressive telling this poor woman that she might lose her job because she wanted to have a baby telling this woman that she will lose her job because she got a tattoo without asking the director if she can it's her fucking body okay she can put a tattoo if she wants to but more will be coming out, I'm sure, of this horrible, horrible director. I'm really hoping more actors will come out and speak. I know it's very difficult, especially because this is their career. Once you come out saying something, like, it can really tarnish your career. And that is the most devastating part about this whole thing, right? That no one can speak up because... They don't want their career to be taken away from them. They don't They don't want to be looked at on a bad light or being told they're a liar. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what Charisma's going through. She's, I think, 42 years old or 50. I'm not too sure. But you have to read her statement. What she had to go through with this director is absolutely disgusting and he needs to be held accountable. Before I get into the worst week ever, I wanted to do a little cleanup update about Gorilla Glue. First of all, did you know the rumors of her wanting to sue the company were fabricated by TMZ? Yeah, that was all a lie. So everyone was like talking shit about Tessica wanting to fire, fire, wanting to sue Gorilla Glue when the whole thing was a rumor, a lie fabricated by TMZ. And mind you guys, I've heard of this rumor going around about Jamie Spears. Apparently Jamie Spears team pays TMZ to twist stories to make him look good. Now, I hate TMZ. <laughs> And I fully believe that TMZ does get paid by Jamie Spears because you don't see any bad press about him on TMZ. And who is the first always to get the tea on Britney Spears? Bad tea. Crazy tea, right? Like, it's TMZ. And you know who's paying them? You know who's giving them all the dirty laundry which is basically probably not true, is Jamie Spears' team. But to go back to the Gorilla Glue update, um, she found 
Well, actually, no. This black L.A. surgeon found her, Michael Obang. He reached out to her so he can perform a $12,500 procedure for free. This man is a king, <laughs> a Jamaican king. He is Jamaican. Um, I can't believe he even reached out to her, that he knew how to break down the, the glue. And you know what, guys? He saved her hair. She was able to run her fingers through her hair. And it was a four-hour long process. Um, I'm just so happy for her that she doesn't have to do this ever <laughs> again. And like she she saved her edges, which for me, that's what I really um was hoping that she didn't that she didn't have to like lose her hair completely. So yes, I'm really glad that Tesca is now free from Gorilla Glue and her hair is saved and I just want everybody to praise this black surgeon. Please read up on him. He's amazing. All right, so this week's worst week ever goes to Gina Carano. She's no longer employed to Lucasfilm. Her social media posts are the reason for it. Um, and I do have to point out, she was fired for the last post that she posted on Instagram about how um, <laughs> Germany neighbors were also Nazis <laughs> and that this is what America's going to come to. First of all, I don't even care about that tweet. What I care about is her transphobic tweets and posts that she was posting about that really bothered me and she should have been fired for that right from the get-go but apparently Lucasfilm has been trying to find a reason for the past two months to fire her and this was the last straw for her she mocked people's preferred pronouns mocked safety measures during a pandemic and compared being crit criticized to the holocaust she made the choice to say these things so you know what Lucasfilm's made their choice to let her go. If you're going to want to say you want freedom of speech, then these companies have the freedom to fire you. And how stupid is this woman? I'm sorry. I know I said I don't want to talk smack about people here, but like if you're getting Disney money, Disney Lucasfilm money, girl. You were set. But no, you had to open your mouth and talk about like your opinions of this pandemic, your opinions on on transgender people, like it's disgusting. So for you to like represent yourself in that way, do you not know what Lucasfilm stands for? They are the epitome of diversity. Look at all their films. There's so many people of color in the Lucasfilms. And for her to come out with these tweets and saying that she has she's has been silenced, bitch, nobody's silencing you. You're just getting fired, okay, for saying those negative, disgusting tweets. So yeah, if you want to come at me saying like, well, she has the right to say whatever she wants, well, then you know what? A filming production company who wants to be represented in a certain way has a right to fire her. So yes, Gina Carano, 
this is your worst week ever. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I just wanted to let you know that I will be putting two episodes a week, one on Wednesday and one on Saturday, mostly Wednesday night and Saturday morning. Um, That way, Wednesdays, I can do my best week ever, and then Saturdays, I'll do my worst week ever. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and supporting me as well. I really, really do appreciate that. I'll be having um, music, our very own music. I won't have to use Anchor's um, choices of music. I'll be having that coming up soon, hopefully. My good friend Kevin, check him out, at Kevin Seidel, S-I-E-D-E-L. He makes amazing music. I love him. He's my best friend, and I'm just so grateful that he's taking the time to make our music. So thank you so much for listening, and please be safe out there, and be smart. Bye, guys. Thank you.